Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. As far as tonight's Friday Night Smackdown does go, I thought it was a pretty good show. I thought the show was solid. I didn't think it was a great show or anything, but I did think it was a solid show that did build stuff forward. Some interesting things took place on this show as well, like, where the hell was Jimmy? Why did Heyman or Roman or whoever tell Jimmy stay home, not come to SmackDown. That's a little weird, but other than that, I thought most things were pretty good on this show. I liked Triple H's announcement of the draft, Rhea Ripley kind of being the leader-ish right now of Judgment Day, and just a bunch of other things. Matt Riddle at the end, we'll talk about that. But with that, I want to say thank you if you are watching here, whether that's live or later. If you're watching live, you can do so on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Also, remember, you can help us out here on Twitch by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, whoop, punch my microphone, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember over on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here. PWUnlimited at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code PWUNLIMIT for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. <coughs> Excuse me. So SmackDown kicks off with an in-memory graphic for Butch Miller, better known as Bushwhacker Luke. No. Butch. I don't know why I keep messing that up all week. That's like the third time I've mix mixed them up. Bush, Whacker, Butch. Should know because it said Butch Miller. So, we get that, and then we get a long video package recapping WrestleMania. Uh, the Brawling Brutes then took on Imperium to open up the show in a match that went 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Really great opener. This match was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed this match so much. So... Butch and Giovanni Vinci started off the match with some fast-paced action. Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser took over by isolating Ridge on their side of the ring. Gunther caused a distraction, allowing Kaiser and Vinci to work together. Vinci caught Holland with a brain buster as they went to a commercial break. Vinci went for a suplex on Butch, but landed on his feet. Butch then rocked Vinci with a kick to the head. Kaiser and Holland then tagged in with Holland getting the better of Kaiser. Imperium then recovered and cut Holland off from his corner. Gunther knocked Sheamus off the apron and scored a near fall excuse me, on Holland with the powerbomb. After Holland escaped the Boston Crab attempt, Sheamus got the hot tag and ran wild on Gunther. Sheamus then rocked Gunther with 10 beats of the Baldrin. Sheamus went for the bro kick, but Gunther countered with a German suplex. Vincey then tagged in and everybody started hitting big moves as Butch 
wiped out Kaiser with a ringside at ringside with a moonsault. Sheamus would then rock Vinci with a knee to the face, hit him with a brogue kick, and pick up the victory. So, yes, the Brawling Brutes do beat Imperium. And the question going off of that, you know, Brawling Brutes beat Imperium, does that mean Sheamus is getting another shot at the title? Sheamus is going to get another shot at Gunther in the Intercontinental Belt? No, he didn't pin Gunther. Or, as Samantha Irvin says, Gunther! He didn't pin, she didn't pin Gunther. I just spit all over my microphone. He didn't pin Gunther, but he and his team picked up a big win over Gunther and his team. So moving forward, there's a long video package recapping Cody Rhodes challenging Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa to a tag match on Monday. Brock Lesnar agreeing to be his partner and then Brock turning on Cody. Then we got something very stupid. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett noted they still need to figure out why Brock Lesnar turned on Rhodes. Wade then freaking goes, well, Cole, I think I might be Lesnar's upset. His match with Omos went first at WrestleMania Sunday. What? Brock is mad that he had to go on first? I thought wrestlers either liked going first or going last. I thought that was the thing. Jericho said it before. It's an honor to open a show or main event in the last match of the show. Because him, he got mad at 33 when he and Owens had to go on second. And he's like, no, it's either you open the show, and it's a big honor to open the show, and then the biggest honor is main eventing going on last. So why would Brock be mad going on last? Plus, after we know what happened at WrestleMania 35, Brock asked for his match with Seth to go on first so then he can leave Early. Just saying. Yes, saying. Yeah, the Braxton then caught up with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. Heyman demanded the fans not boo his name. Braxton wondered if Heyman knew the reason Lesnar turned on Rhodes. Instead, Heyman wanted to talk about Reigns reaching 1,000 days as champion. Now, if you guys don't know, Day 1000 is the Saudi show. May 27th, King Queen of the Ring. Yeah, you're so interrupted. He's looking for his brother, Jimmy Uso. He's then stated that Reigns ordered Jimmy to stay home and watch Jay defeat Sammy later tonight. Heyman then pumped up Jay, told him we need to solve this Sammy Zayn problem. When Jay walked away, Heyman then told something to Sokoa. And we find out later, we know what that, that eventually is, to take out Kevin Owens. So we had a four-minute match. It was Ricochet and Ivar. Good match. I liked it. Adam Pierce did state that uh, Eric and Braun Strowman were banned from ringside. Valhalla was out there, though. Ricochet used his speed early on to send Ivar to the floor. He attempted a suicide dive, but Ivar caught him. Ivar threw him to the LED boards, or LED side of the ring, and hit a crossbody splash. Ivar placed Ricochet in the corner, but Ricochet did escape. Ivar avoided a springboard elbow and hit a springboard heel kick for a close near fall. Ricochet then cut off Ivar as he climbed to the top rope. Ivar knocked him to the apron. Ricochet recovered, hit a Hurricane Rana shooting star press, and picked up the victory. So, yeah, Ricochet defeats Ivar in a really, really good match. I really enjoyed this match. So then we get Kevin Owens in the back, and he's staring at the tag titles. <laughs> and Sammy goes, are you, are you just staring at the belts? And he's like, no, 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 no. I was, just, I was looking at him for a second. And he goes, hey, don't worry. 
I've been staring at mine all week, too. Owens then pointed out that Zane has a chance to end this all tonight. He's like, hey, Jay's bloodline. And we we need to just get rid of them. We need to figure out how to end this and get rid of them. And you could do that all tonight by beating him. He said, however, something doesn't sit right. Sammy said that. He's like, something just doesn't sit right with Jay. He's like, I need to go speak to Jay. No one's just like, wait, what? You're going to what? You're going to go speak to him? Like, Owens was flabbergasted. He's like, after everything those guys have done to you and me. Like, basically is what he's saying. You still want to maybe reconcile? Owens knows he can't tell Zane what to do, but thinks this is a very bad idea. Zane then told Owens he was right. And then he's like, I got to go do this anyways. I got to go talk to Jay. So then we had a three-minute tag team match. It was Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan against Natalia and Shotzi. And what did they call themselves? They had a nickname, Bruising Baddies or Batty Bruisers or Bruiser Bat something. Something baddies. Basically, this is just a showcase for Raquel and Liv, who will be getting a tag title shot Monday on Raw. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I remember now. Ballsy baddies. It was the ballsy baddies. Natalia and Shotzi worked over Raquel early on, sending her to the floor. Natalia held the ropes open, and Shotzi hit a suicide dive. Morgan and Rodriguez then finally did take over, cutting Shotzi off on, her, on their side of the ring. Natalia and Shotzi recovered with an assisted slice bread. They set up for the heart attack, and Rodriguez knocked down Natty. Morgan then hit a big assisted DDT and an oblivion on Shotzi to pick up the victory. So there we go. Again, like I said, Natty and Shotzi got a little bit of offense, but it was mainly a showcase for the number one contenders. So in the back, Madcap Moss and Xavier Woods are playing WWE 2K23. L.A. Knight would walk in and be like, WrestleMania was in L.A. and we got no L.A. Knight. What the heck is up with that? And you guys are here just playing video games? You got on the show for video games? He's like, Snoop had a spot and Bad Bunny had a spot, but not L.A. Knight? And he mocked Woods and stuff. And they started arguing for a moment. And he's like, hey, maybe if you worked as much as you talk, you'd get opportunities. And Ellie Knight was like, oh, is that, a, is that a challenge or a threat or something like that? And he's like, and Woods is like, I'll take you on any time. And then he grabs the controller. He's like, starts going like this with it. Like, let me, I don't got a controller here. Dude. He grabs the controller and he starts going like this. And he actually hear the controller crunch for a second. And then he just throws it and Woods gets all pissed off. It was announced that the two will face off next week. Then they go, oh, after the break, Triple H is coming. And he's got some things to say and talk about. Now, earlier in the show, Michael Cole made it sound like Triple H was just going to tout WrestleMania. Because he was like, WrestleMania is very successful. And Triple H is here tonight to talk about it. So, Triple H enters the ring. Huge reaction. Crowd just goes off. Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. He noted that there's nothing better than WrestleMania. It's a place where hearts are broken and dreams are fulfilled. He then turned his attention to all the records broken in WrestleMania over the weekend. 
He said, as great as WrestleMania is, though, it's time to discuss the future. He stated that in the next couple of weeks, we will be getting the return of the WWE draft, and every superstar is eligible. Uh, Triple H noted that this draft will change the game by stating, quote, rise. Oh, no, 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 wrong one. Uh, when it's all said and done, this year's draft will truly change the game. He didn't state when the draft is going to be, but according to Work Wrestling, they do state May 8th, which is the Monday after the um, Backlash show. Triple H then said, ladies and gentlemen, help me in introducing the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. And Rhea did come out with Judgment Day. And what I really liked here, what I really, really liked here was Rhea walking out with Judgment Day, but ahead of Judgment Day. So Judgment Day is here, but she's ahead of them walking because she's the champ. She's the champion. So Rhea comes out and she does all this stuff. She starts talking and this and that and blah, blah, blah about um what's it called? Being the champion and beating Charlotte Flair. And she says she's the best woman on the roster. There's no one better than her. And then she says the line that I think was a jab at Bianca Belair where she says, because she's like, Rise for your SmackDown Women's Champion. Rise for the greatest woman, or you know, rise for the best woman in the locker room. Rise for the great test champion in WWE. Are you? Oh my God. You got to be freaking kidding me. We're going to finish this segment, and then we're going to have to talk about some dumbass shit AEW did tonight. So. Um, Balor then takes the mic and mentions Edge splitting his head open and needing 14 stitches. He pointed out that he's here despite that, and Edge isn't. Dominic then took the mic, and the fans, oh, they lost their crap. And he tries to talk, and he stops for a second. And they boo even louder. And so he's just like, you know what? I'm going to keep on talking. Uh, one fan even yells, you suck. Says he can't believe his father, Rey Mysterio, had hit him at WrestleMania. He claimed that he chose not to fully hurt his father, which somehow got even more heat from the fans. He then briefly mentions Bad Bunny. They recap Priest attacking Bad Bunny on Raw. Cole noted how Bad Bunny's not a contracted superstar, so he doesn't have to disclose his medical uh, issues, but that the rumor is he may have separated his shoulder. Priest then hopes Bunny can forgive him because he forgives Bunny for making him do that to him on Monday. Rey Mysterio then comes out and they state, making their way to the ring, Rey Mysterio, or making their way to the ring with the LWO. So they're no longer Legado del Fantasma, they're the LWO. He said Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar because the next match is Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar against Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. And hold up one second. AW did the stupid shit. I'm not watching Rampage, but someone just sent me something that I need to double check on. Because if this is what actually happened, you got to be fucking kidding me. Are you kidding me right now? So on Rampage, or on Dynamite actually, they stated that Swerve Strickland would come to SmackDown to make an announcement. Do you all want to know what his 
god dang announcement is because uh i'm gonna tell you right now before i say this aw can't help themselves when when having to play off of something wwe does or try to make jabs at wwe or poke at WWE. swerve strickland's god dang announcement was that mogul affiliates will be merging with the embassy. Are you goddamn kidding me? They can't help themselves, can they? They can't, can they? WWE does something, so they have to react. Hey, Tony Khan, how about you worry about your own goddamn show? So I know a local wrestling promoter here that has an indie company. I can't speak right now. That has an indie fed, you know, an indie promotion. And he told me something very interesting that I never thought of before, but now makes a lot of sense. So I can't remember which show it was, but there was a WWE pay-per-view a few years ago. And like the next day I went to their school, the training facility to go hang out and talk with the booker and whatnot. And he was like, Hey, how was such and such show last night? And I was like, Oh, you the WWE pay-per-view was good. You didn't watch. He goes, honestly, I try not to watch much other wrestling. So that way I don't do things booking-wise for my shows. That seems like I am copying or reacting to something another company did. And I was sat there for a second. And I looked at him and I go, you know, I've never thought of that. But that makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. He's like, yeah, I never want to run an angle or have a match or do a spot where someone goes, oh, you just did that because WWE did it. Or you did that because AEW did it. And you're just playing off of them. Not doing anything original. And AEW does that a lot. Plays off of things that WWE does. So, just saying. Just saying. Tony Khan can't freaking help himself. He can't. WWE does something. And he's got to, quote unquote, react. So back to SmackDown. So it was Dominic and Damian Priest against Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. So Dominic and Priest, or no, Dominic and Ray looked like they were going to start off the match when then Dom would tag himself out. Priest would come in and start the match with Ray. Ray did escape after being isolated on the heel side of the ring and tagged in Santos. He caught Dominic with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. And Escobar launched Ray into Priest, hitting a Hurricane Rana. Ray and Escobar hit suicide dives on opposite sides of the ring. Back from the break, Judgment Day was firmly in control, cutting Escobar off from their corner. Escobar broke free and tagged in Ray. Ray knocked Priest off the apron as he set up for the 619. Uh, Dominic uh, was about to take the move when Ray Ripley did interfere. Selena Vega then kind of got at Rhea, and actually took her out with a Hurricane Rana. A furious Rhea chased Vega out of the arena. In the ring, Priest made the blind tag. Ray hit the 619 on Dominic, allowing Escobar to set up for the Phantom Driver. However, Priest was the legal man, not Dom. He knocked Mysterio off the apron and hit the South of Heaven on Escobar to pick up the victory. So there we go. There we go. So in the back, Sami Zayn catches up with Jey Uso. 
and then go to break and we come back. Well, he's looking for Jay and then he finds him after the break. So Zane approaches Jay. Zane told Jay he still had a chance to get out of this, to not do Roman's bidding. He said the bloodline is all about protecting Roman, not what's best for themselves. You know, that Jimmy's not even here. Why? Who knows? Because Roman doesn't trust him. Because Roman doesn't want him to mess anything up. And Haman, well, Haman's just telling you a bunch of lies. He said, the bloodline, the bloodline's going to crumble. And I promise you that you're going to fall with it. That's basically what he said. And Jay says nothing. And he's just got this look on his face like con conflicted and all that. And all of a sudden you hear, and Sammy runs and finds, well, KO on the ground. KO had a big equipment box on his leg, like knee down. And Solo was standing over him with a bunch of officials trying to pull Solo back. What it looks like is Solo took out Kevin and dumped the equipment box on his leg to like break his ankle or mess up his knee or something. And Pierce is yelling for help as Jey Uso's music then hits. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, Jey Uso's music hits for their match to start. After the break, we come back and Sammy's in Gorilla, where Caleb Braxton spoke with him. He noted that Owens is in the trainer's room right now, won't be coming out with him because he needs to get checked out. He then admitted that Owens was right. And the bloodline is more dangerous than he thought. So then we got a almost 10-minute match. It was Jey Uso versus Sami Zayn. Great main event. I thoroughly enjoyed this. So, um, Jey Uso had the early advantage and hit a side headlock. Zayn fired up and sent Uso to the floor. He was about to go for a dive when Solo walked to ringside. After a commercial break, Zayn and Jay fought on the top turnbuckle. Zayn took over and hit a superplex. Uso and Zayn traded shots in the middle of the ring. Zayn then leapt off the top rope, but Uso rocked him with a super kick for a two. Uso then got in Jay's uh, Zayn's face, and Zayn took advantage and hit an exploder in the corner. Jay then avoided a haluva kick and rolled him up for a near fall. Zayn fought back and hit a blue thunderbomb for a near fall of his own. Zayn then slowly climbed to the top rope, but was cut off. Uso distracted the referee allowing Solo to hit the Simone spike on Sammy. Jay then dropped him with a drop kick and picked up the victory. So there we go. Jay Uso defeats Sami Zayn. So after the match, Solo jumps in and he and Jay start beating down Sammy. Solo turns his attention to Zayn and beats him down like I stated and he goes for the Simone spike hit again. Uso though stops him. Fans then broke out into a J, 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 thinking J is going to help Sammy, you know, J chant. And then he wipes out Sammy with a super kick. J then told Solo, go grab a chair. When we then hear, bro, or however his music goes, out would come Matt Riddle. And this was great because if you don't remember, why was Riddle gone storyline wise? Oh, because Solo and the Bloodline took him out. So, he wants his revenge. He comes to the aid of Sami Zayn. He runs off the Bloodline, helps Sami to his feet, and the two stand tall together. There we go. That's it. There we go. Matt Riddle, back working with the top guys. 
gone for a while and back working with the top guys. We thought maybe he was going to work with some middle card, mid card guys and whatnot going forward and on his return, build them up a little bit, you know, mismatch on Monday and stuff. No, they're like, Hey Matt, you're going straight back up to working with the top. You were working top before you left and you work top when you come back. So there we go. Riddle help Sammy Zayn. Now, as far as next week's Friday Night SmackDown does go, WWE did announce a big return. WWE did announce that former Intercontinental Champion and former NXT Champion Shinsuke Nakamura will be returning next week on Friday Night SmackDown. No other details were given as far as what Nakamura is going to do on his return, whether it's just a segment, whether it's a match, or so forth. But hey, hey, we're getting Nakamura back. And I tweeted like a week ago, where the hell's Nakamura? Nakamura hasn't worked a match since for WWE. Since January 22nd. It was a random triple threat, no, six-man tag at a live event where he, Madcap Moss, and Braun Strowman defeated Imperium. He hasn't worked a televised WWE match since November 11th, where he lost to Santos Escobar in a first-round match for the World Cup. So, Shinsuke Nakamura, returning next week. Also announced for next week, as we noted earlier, LA Knight will be taking on Xavier Woods. But with that, guys, that is everything that took place tonight. On Friday Night Smackdown. Now, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Smackdown. As far as the polls do go, let's pull all those up and refresh them. All right, as far as the Twitch poll does go, 100% liked tonight's Smackdown. Good to see. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 58% liked the show. 29% thought it was just all right. And 11% didn't like Smackdown. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 66% liked it, 22% thought it was just alright, and 12% didn't like it. Uh, some of the comments here says, better than Monday. Duh. This person says, loved it. This person says, loved it. This person says, liked it. person says, 6 out of 10. And this person says, wasn't as bad as Raw. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, or YouTube live poll, 66% liked it, 28% thought it was just all right, and 8% didn't like it. So with that, guys, there we go. Seems like the consensus was most of you, majority, liked tonight's SmackDown. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here, whether you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or live or later, whether on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or listening on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, we'll be back Monday morning for the wrestling wrap-up. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. It's Easter on Sunday, so have a great Easter Sunday. See you next time, guys. Have a good one.